What's up, Gen X? Welcome back. I hope that you had an enjoyable holiday weekend. I, for one, had a great weekend, and it's one that kind of snuck up on me a bit uh, because my office was closed both on Monday for the 4th and the day after on Tuesday. So it had ended up having a little bit of a Thanksgiving feel where you had your holiday and then you know a day or two after that to sort of decompress and it was it was great. You know, I went to the Cubs and Red Sox game at Wrigley Field on Saturday night and in my mind I was kind of going through my <clears throat> normal weekend routine and and getting ready you know, in my mind for another week and although I realized that uh, we, that we actually had a holiday it was a holiday weekend and and it just kind of persisted and it was relaxing and it was great you know the weather was at least around where I was was very nice and it just kind <clears> of <throat> crept up on me it was very enjoyable so I hope you had uh, an enjoyable weekend as well although it came to mind uh, on on Monday you know one of my favorite bands one of my favorite Gen X bands uh, for that matter is Real Big Fish. If you are not familiar with them, they are a third wave ska band when that was cool around 97 for me right in the middle of my college years. And I've listened to them ever since. I've loved them ever since. And and their first album and is called Everything Sucks. And it's, you know, the being a ska band, you know, they have very upbeat, uh, happy music, you know, ska, you know, reggae, punk fusion type music and and the lyrics are although the music is upbeat and happy the lyrics are anything but you know the song's called everything sucks and it's uh, also on their first you know studio album which is called turn the radio off and I've, ever since then I've, I've loved real big fish I listen to them all the time well this weekend even though i was having as good a time as i was everything sucks came to mind because so often it feels like every you wake up and everything sucks. I know that's probably a little bit nihilistic, a little bit Gen X in me, but it just feels like everything sucks. You know, we were out on on Monday on the fourth, just getting a couple of things from the store, and and we noticed this a car, an unmarked car with siren, you know, lights just blaze right past us, and then probably the matter of maybe three-ish miles we probably saw four to five different car police cars just screaming past us from an unmarked car to typical squad car to a police suv all with their lights just blaring and and going right past us clearly not making a traffic stop but you know they were on to head down down to something and so we're thinking was there some kind of major accident what's going on and so we Opened up the Lake County scanner just to see if there's anything reported. And we saw that there had been a shooting at the 4th of July parade in Highland Park, Illinois. Now, Highland Park is a bit of a stone's throw away from where we are. And it's an area that's somewhat familiar. You know, we pass it all the time on our way to Wrigley Field. It's around the corner from the hospital where I've been to. It's it's not you know not a place we necessarily go all the time, but it's it's pretty darn close. And so it's one of those things that kind of you know made you perk up, you know, because there are dozens of similar type Fourth of July parades happening in the area. 
and there are many we didn't not this year but it's one of those events that we have often attended with our kids in the past you know they like seeing the floats they of course want the candy and it's just you know fun summer thing to do and we've done it quite often not this year but you know we do it often mm-hmm. and Unfortunately, at this one in Highland Park, we saw that there was a shooting. And, of course, we were hoping, holding our breath that no one was seriously injured or killed. And, of course, we were not so fortunate. I mean, as heartbreaking as this thing is, is developing. Now, that was another reminder that we need to, of course, something like this happens. We need to wait for all information to come out before we can really assess what happened and why and 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 absorb you know what how this could have been prevented or or what have you and honestly just kind of give yourself time to get over the shock and the grief of what happened something like this simply not just because it's relatable but something for us because it's pretty close to home um so that was definitely a reminder uh, unfortunately we seem to have a lot of these reminders lately but and in the wake of it, uh, I was trying to you know, get a bunch of information, see what's going on. And, of course, everybody's emoting and reacting and screeching on, on social media. It makes it difficult sometimes to see through the noise. But first thing, I, I noticed that Darren Bailey, who is the Republican nominee for governor this year, he was immediately roasted because his reaction to the shooting was something along the lines of, you know, passing on his... his his well wishes and and um, you know, mourning for those that that were injured, and um, but also said that you know we should you know keep celebrating our freedom. We shouldn't let this type of thing you know disrupt from our you know, our celebrating our freedom and recognizing what the day means and so on and so forth. And people were just screeching about it. Now, on one hand, I can understand it a bit. That I can see how that could very easily come off as bad form and you know maybe Darren Bailey's not as uh, politically seasoned and maybe he ought to be um, but something like that could easily be taken um, in a in a wrong way and, and something that could certainly be used against him and who know for all we know they torpedoed his candidacy I don't know but you kind of juxtapose that with um, the decision made by neighboring uh, communities to cancel any kind of remaining firework or parades, fireworks, celebrations, you know, that type of thing. So you kind of have those two extremes, right? One saying, let's go on and, and continue to celebrate in face of this evil. We're not going to let this type of evil control our behavior and control how we feel about things. And the other side saying, listen, we out of respect and caution, we should you know, probably play it safe and, and, and cancel these things. To be honest... I was really fine with either. You know, I, I, I find it sad almost that we have to have, as polarized as we are, we have to go to one extreme or the other, right? You either saying, yeah, we need to stand up to these guys and, 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 and support our freedom and, and celebrate our day. And others saying, no, we need to wear a hair shirt and black for a whole year or whatever. I, I, I just found it really weird that, and kind of almost sad that there can't be any kind of nuance here. There's, you, I, again, I, either way, I thought it was fine. If if you had the opinion that you're not going to be deterred and you're going to 
continue on with your life, kind of um, keep calm and carry on, so to speak. You know, I could totally get that. And But if you also want to say out of, you know, of caution and respect, we should cancel these things. Honestly, I see that too. I, I didn't, under the circumstances, I didn't you know, find either um, off-putting at all. You know, the, you know, the White Sox were playing a game on, on the 4th. The fireworks at Comiskey are a big thing. It's a big thing on the 4th. It's a thing people look forward to. You know, it's a sellout. And out of respect, they decided to, you know, cancel you know, their fireworks. I've grown up detesting the White Sox, and that was one I was like, you know, okay, fine. I get it. I get it. I mean, they still played, you know, so there was still a game to be played and money to be had. I was fine with that, too. I didn't wouldn't criticize them for either one of, of those decisions, but it was just kind of weird and sad that in the wake of that and in your grief, people just want to lash out at others just because they kind of look at something a little bit different way. Again, handle your grief however you need to, respond however you need to. I, I was fine with either of those. Um, as far as what we know so far, I'm not going to repeat the that uh, Patty Waste name, but um, a, a kid age 22, apparently a very troubled kid, uh, somewhat uh, kept to himself. You know, there were reports initially were that you know, he was completely off the police radar. They didn't, they didn't know who this kid was. But then soon after they said, no, 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 actually the police did know him. He was on their radar. Just like so many of these other cases, this this kid didn't come out of nowhere. He was very obviously troubled. Had several run-ins with the police in the past. One of which um, resulted in the police going to his home and removing 16 knives, a dagger, and a sword, like in 2019. And one where he threatened to kill everyone. You know, he was posting some troublesome videos online. Apparently he was an aspiring rapper. Okay. Um, and he's had some very bizarre and weird songs of, you know, with you know, hateful messaging and so on. Apparently he even went so far as to scout out a neighboring uh, synagogue, one that's right near the, the parade site. And he you know, brought up the attention of, of the you know, the people at the synagogue. They didn't do anything about it because they said, well, he's not doing anything wrong. He's not breaking any rules or laws or anything. He was just kind of creepy and kind of weird. And they kept an eye on him. And then he left after about 45 minutes. And seems to, there was evidence that he was scouting out the parade route in the you know, three months leading up to the, to the shootings. Seems very obvious that it was planned and premeditated. The police said that at, at that time in, in 2019, where, where he had gotten a little bit of run-in with them, that he represented a clear and present danger to those around him. Now, the sad thing, this was in late 2019, three months later, in January of 2020, again, this is as much as we know thus far, his father, for some reason, co-signed for him to receive a FOID card. Now, if you're not from Illinois, you probably don't know what a FOID card is, but FOID, F-O-I-D, stands for Firearm Ownership Identification. And you, in or, if you're going to possess a weapon, purchase a weapon, or purchase ammunition within the state of Illinois, you must have a valid FOID card. So it's, it's pretty paramount and you know, somewhat 
dubious as far as the legality of it goes, considering recent Supreme Court rulings. Though I, I digress on that. So the the the, the dad co-signed for him to receive a FOID card in in January of 2020. Since that time, and he, and he it was reviewed, and he was able to receive that FOID card. And since then, he cleared four background checks and purchased a total of five guns. On June 9th, 2020, July 18th, 2020, July 31st, 2020, and September 20th, 2021. Now, what was going on during the late spring and summer of 2020? Was there any reason that made people nervous why they would want to buy firearms? Well, this kid certainly participated in that. Like I said, he scouted the parade route for weeks in the synagogue and even scouted out Madison, Wisconsin. We know that his father was well-known and apparently was well-liked. He, I don't know what up until what point, but he ran a local sandwich shop and was and well-liked. He would give kids candy and so on. Mom was a little bit on the unstable side. Uh, there were reports from those at the sports programs at the school that he attended that mom was a bit of a problem. She would routinely pick this kid up late for anything and would often act as though the kids were a burden and a problem and and really really struck people as odd. In fact, some even said that they remember the mother much more than they did uh, this kid. Well, uh, this the shooting happened around after 10 o'clock when the parade started, about 10 minutes into the parade. He climbed up on a a building and took a, a somewhat of a, a sniper position and just started opening fire. And as far as I'm aware, he unloaded at least 80 rounds. Um, and you can imagine the terror that that people were experiencing in, at the time. And it's it's one of those things, even under the circumstances. Is even especially dangerous because, as you know, when you go to a parade like this, there are all kinds of of noise, uh, all kinds of loud sounds, whether it's you know firecrackers or sirens or you know twenty one gun salute, you know the, the VFW you know, you know shooting blanks or what have you, and then you know giving their their honor to their fellow veterans and and those who have fallen in wars and so on it's you know it's a, it's an americana thing so initially to hear sounds like that i could see very real, realistically at least me personally maybe would not have thought much of it and i would imagine my reaction early on would have been somewhat slow until it was obvious that what was happening was happening so it's just it's just so tremendously sad, so tremendously evil to the point where it just kind of boggles the mind how something like that could happen how someone could do that and just fire down from a building on people he doesn't know, at least as best as we know people he doesn't know and for just seemingly for for no reason. But that was around you know 10 a.m and he was taken without incident, I believe around in the, you know 2 p.m hours so around four hours later. And apparently he even, he left the, 
left the scene and disguised in a wig and women's clothing to, to be able to blend in and 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 get away although in the confusion his weapon you know fell out of his bag and you know, it was one of the key pieces that they're able to identify this guy so he takes off gets in his car drives up to madison wisconsin which is not particularly close it's from where highland park is probably a solid two hours one way to get to get there because there was a a some kind of event going on in Madison that he knew about. But when he got there, he realized that he wasn't as familiar with the particulars of this event and and thankfully decided against doing anything and, and drove back and was eventually apprehended about five miles from the shooting site in Highland Park. And I saw that he was taken into custody without incident. And he was arraigned on Wednesday, and that's kind of where we sit up until this point. So it's hard to imagine any any details coming out that would kind of change your mind as far as just the depravity of this kid. And, you know, the parents seem like they're going to become a focus on this, particularly since the dad co-signed on the Foyd card. <sighs> And, and the fact that this kid was known. You know, it's, it's just it's troubling on so many levels. Uh, first thing, for a couple things that, that came to my mind as is, is, I saw some of the reaction to is first, you know, of course, other than the frothing at the mouth that you would think about guns and so on and so forth, I saw there was a very visceral reaction to the fact that he was taken into custody without incident. You know, there are people saying, well, this is what happens when you're white in America. You can, you know, shoot 80 rounds and kill seven people and and you're going to be taken in alive. Whereas uh, Jalen Walker from Akron, Ohio, this also happened over the weekend. People were excited about it because this kid had initially reported that he was shot and killed unarmed. But then police re- released the video and he was clearly armed. He was shooting... Um, his his weapon and and fleeing at high speeds from the officers and and he was uh, taken down during during that course and so people are trying to somehow to compare the two. Um, well, I mean, one in one case, whether or not the traffic stop was justified, I don't know, but he resisted these police officers and fled and ended up firing an, a, a weapon and ended up being shot and killed. This kid, he did some unspeakable evil, but then when the time came, he was taken without incident. So at least on some level, the lesson learned ought to be, if police are there and are questioning you, you do not give them any reason. Because I, I would imagine, put myself in, in the shoes of these police officers, I can't imagine you ever want to dislodge your weapon when you go to work, I can't fathom any of them want to shoot anybody, much less kill anybody. But under the circumstances, I would imagine, if again, if I were in their shoes, and I'm on Highway 41 and I see that car and you know it's him, I would imagine my hand would be on my holster and my brain would be thinking, dude, just give me a reason, just give me a reason. You're just wanting to be the guy to to get that revenge. But the kid didn't give a reason. And so they took him without incident. Predictably, the 
political left once they found out who this kid was. We're looking through his social media and outside of the bizarre music and and rapping and, and whatever else he was posting. There are also some weird pictures of him in a Waldo costume at Trump rallies and, and wrapping himself in a Trump flag. And it was like, see, it's MAGA. White men are the problem. Why do we have a white man epidemic and blah, 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 blah. And then you had people on the right looking at him and saying, well, see, he's clearly not he's clearly not right wing. He's clearly a left wing Antifa with all the tattoos and and his sloppy hair and, and facial hair and, and weirdness and more dressing in black and blah, 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 blah. And to be honest, I don't know which which he is. I I. I don't know because all all of his posts were taken down. Not like not that I would look at them, but there have been no report, reporting and clarification as to what this kid's ideology is. And honestly, I don't care. It wouldn't make this any less or more heinous in my mind. What this kid did, why he did it, whether it's some kind of political left, political right, I I just can't fathom it mattering at least on, under these circumstances. And unless somehow it's it's shown that he did it with some kind of uh, anti-Semitic bias, I don't. Maybe they there's some evidence to that. I don't know. But evil is evil, right? I, I whether it's coming from a, a left-wing perspective or right-wing perspective, this I I can't fathom it mattering. The clues seem to be that he was not exactly right-wing. His father ran for mayor of Highland Park, from what I understand, as a Democrat. This kid seemed to, or had some posts ranting and raving about January 6th and against Trump and whatever. So he he does not necessarily seem to be right-leaning in my mind. Evidence may prove otherwise. But whether he is some left-wing nut under the circumstances, I don't think that it matters. Now, our speaking of candidates of running for governor, like I mentioned, Darren Bailey earlier, our current governor, Jabba the, the governor, uh, Pritzker, was immediately railing, saying, "We need we this clearly means we have an need for an assault ban, uh, assault weapon ban." Well, if he'd done any homework at all, he would understand that assault weapons were banned in Highland Park, I believe, in 2013. It was not legal for him, apparently, to have that that gun in in Highland Park. And but in wake of that we need a we need a ban on assault weapons and now I'm pissed. Now I'm really pissed. I'm like, oh oh you are now. Job of the governor, really, you are now pissed. You do realize, sir that Chicago exists, right? You do know that's a thing, right? I sure hope you do. Because as sad and grotesque as it was that this Pantyway shot off 80 rounds and killed seven and injured dozens others, there were more than 80 rounds fired in the city over the weekend. More than dozens were injured and more than seven killed. So you want to Give me your selective outrage. You can go fund yourself in Job of the Governor. You can just ask for seconds and thirds like you normally will. And you can go pound sand. Now, also in her infinite wisdom, Governor or Mayor Lori Lightfoot of Chicago was immediately blamed the toxicity in our discord. 
know, discourse. Never mind the fact that but a week or so ago at a local pride event in Chicago, she was on stage screaming and leading the chant of F. Clarence Thomas, F. Clarence Thomas. So you're going to tell us that this was because of toxicity in our discourse? Never mind that there's, at least up to this point, an absence of proof that this was because of any political motivation or any political leanings, And but you're going to say it anyway. But if there is any toxicity in our discourse, sweetheart, you are front and center of that toxicity, so you can also go fund yourself. And of course, they say, you know, we need red flag laws are needed and assault weapon ban is needed. But in this case, as best as we know right now, none of that worked. All the red flags were there. And like so many of these other incidents lately, like Uvalde, Texas, he, this troubled young man was known to authorities. There should have been all kinds of flags for when he tried to obtain his void card. There should have been flags all over the place when he tried to purchase his five weapons at those four dates. But none of these triggers worked. None of them. Everything that you hear people propose, even in the wake of Evalde, we need background checks. Well, there are background checks. This kid passed background checks four times when he was purchasing his five weapons. There are background checks. But what doesn't work if these systems aren't doing their jobs, just like in Uvalde, Texas, when the police failed to do their jobs and keep those kids safe. Everyone who had a hand in, on this kid on some level did not do their job. That resulted in this kid doing what he did. And while we're talking about toxicity in our discourse, remember now, this happened on a 4th of July parade. Right after we've had a solid 10 days plus and a weekend leading up to the holiday of everyone on the political left, including Jessica Chastain and so many others, saying F the 4th, F the 4th. You had F the 4th rallies that were being planned in, in Arizona and elsewhere. F the 4th, F the 4th. And then something like this happens. You're going to talk about any kind of toxicity in our discourse or anything that would lead someone to act out in political anger. And you're going to dare point your finger at people who are not touting F the fourth. Please, they, they, people who are pushing that are unserious in this dialogue. They're just unserious. You, 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 can, you can't even, you can't listen. You can't take, take them serious. But ultimately, would, all this come down, it comes down for me right now, before you find out any further information, this isn't evidence of a gun problem. For me, it just further cements the fact that we have a culture problem. We have a people problem. We just do. And you can talk all day long of, of how and why we have it, and, and there's some validity to that. But the defeating piece of this, and again, it could be me being nihilistic, it could be just me just being a Gen Xer. I don't think there's an easy fix. I wish I could say it's because, uh, you know, people don't have religion anymore. If people just had religion, if they had Jesus Christ in their life, that all this would, would be better. I mean, maybe on some level, but it's not that easy. 
I think if there if there was that one easy fix, I would be beating the drum like crazy to have people find religion. But I think it's that it may just be one of many things that are needed in order to fix this culture problem that we have, this people problem that we have. But unfortunately, I I, I don't think it's it's that easy fix. I don't think guns will do it. I, I think if if you think that making guns illegal will fix this problem. That's also an unserious point of view to have. I mean, it's, it's the sort of the sophistication of a, of a you know, fifth grade intellect, you know, kids saying, well, there were just no guns. People wouldn't do bad things. I mean, a child would think that an adult would realize that evil happens everywhere. Even in say, I don't know, Copenhagen, Denmark at a shopping mall where guns are completely illegal, but yet there was a mass shooting at a mall in Copenhagen, Denmark, or up the road in Waukesha, Wisconsin, at a Thanksgiving parade when a lunatic takes his car and runs over dozens of people and killing old ladies and kids. So you could you could have your Pollyannish point of view and say, oh, we just need guns, need them outlawed. That's just as stupid as saying, we just need people to believe in Jesus and it would all be better. None of that is going to solve our problem. None of that's going to solve our culture problem. None of that is going to solve our people problem. Yeah, and any all the screeching that I've I've seen, it's just so unserious. It whatever. I I roll my eyes honestly at all of it. So that's more than I I like to talk on the subject. I mean, it's it's just so sad. Again, being close to home, it it hits home, but again, I I do not think that like I've said for so many months, that giving away any of our freedoms is the answer. We You always live to regret giving up your freedom for the illusion of security. And I'm certainly not going to change my mind with this one. Sad though it may be. That's about it to have the t- time for this week. Uh, hopefully n- next week I want to expand on this thing I see in the Netherlands where the Dutch farmers are protesting because of these strict environmental regulations that are going into effect that are effectively you know, putting these you know, farmers out of business. And they are very much in the spirit of our buddies and the Canadian truckers in their civil disobedience. They are taking their tractors and taking to the roads and streets. And it is very interesting to watch. So I'll send my support to my distant relatives in the Netherlands and hope they continue to fight the good fight and hope on some level people here can return to some sense of sanity and stop being just evil pricks to each other. So that said, have a good week and I will see you next time. Shout out to Tim Curry and we'll talk to you next week or whatever. Whatever.